Four Quarters Podcast is brought to you by Cesspool Network, network of shows about a variety of topics. It's Four Quarters Podcast. So the Toronto Raptors are the NBA champions. We have seen an amazing, amazing playoffs. We've seen a lot of crazy happenings. We've seen a lot of crazy shots like Dame Lillard destroying the hopes and prayers of OKC fans everywhere. We hit that crazy uh, buzzer beater over OKC earlier in the playoffs to arguably the best buzzer beater, according to most people, by Kawhi Leonard, whose shot bounced on every part of the rim to eliminate the Bucks and Yantis Antetokounmpo. The story here now is that Kawhi is able to pretty much go wherever he wants to go. Now he's expected to opt out of the final year of his contract and uh, become a free agent. There's no telling where he's going to go. Nobody knows what's going on in Kawhi's head. I don't think Kawhi knows what's going on in his own head. (laughs) No disrespect to him, but the guy's an enigma. I don't think he's 100% happy here. And the reason I say that is because Toronto, you know, albeit it is the only foreign team in the NBA, it's not a big market. And a guy like Kawhi, he's played on small market teams. I mean, this is only a second team, but he's playing in small markets his whole career. And even though he's not a guy of massive ego or anything like that, I would assume that he'd like to play in a market where he does have a little more attention on him and he's able to show show his talents and, and showcase you know, what he brings to the NBA. Kawhi is a bona fide superstar, and a lot of people haven't really given him his credit, and they're surprised at the ability of this man and him basically putting the team on his back most of the time throughout the regular season, and especially in this uh, NBA Finals that we just saw. We know now that Kawhi is capable of doing whatever he wants on the floor, We know that he's able to take a team to the finals, and though it was over a a hobbled Golden State Warriors team, he still defeated a championship team and brought a banner to Toronto. I think Kawhi, the best place for him, I'd love for him to come to Knicks, (laughs) but I think think at this point, he'd be a great asset to, to the Lakers and They've just gotten Anthony Davis and, you know, obviously LeBron is there and they're going to need another guy that can create for himself. And Kawhi's not a great passer. I think that's one of the things I don't like about his game. He relies a lot on iso ball. Most of the time when he gets the ball, it sticks to him, much like uh, Mr. Carmelo Anthony, who historically was has gotten bashed for that. His game is very similar to Melo's in the sense that he just, he isolates and he takes you off the dribble and he scores on you. Now, he'll pass out once in a while, but a lot of times his game consists of just one-on-one ball. So with that being said, I think he would serve well in the Lakers on their team with LeBron James, who historically has been a great passer. AD is a decent passer for a big man. Also, Boston would be an interesting destination for Kawhi as well if Kyrie decides to stay. He'd have another all-star player he, he could play around and, you know, obviously Gordon Hayward as well. And you got a host of young guys who are able to make plays for themselves and, and score at will. 
I was joking about the Knicks, but I'm also a little serious because the Knicks, they get that third pick and they're able to bring in a little bit more talent. You can build around Kawhi. Obviously, we have seen, you know, the Spurs in in their latter years build their offense through Kawhi. So if you're able to bring him into New York and and bring another piece in there, it could bode well for the team. Uh, Marcus Saul, who is also able to leave, he can opt out of his final year of his contract, which, you know, he came over from Memphis. And Danny Green will also be a free agent, but he hopes to return to the team. So the biggest question here is just Kawhi and, and seeing where he goes and if he leaves Toronto, I, I just I don't think this team returns back to their their championship glory. I think they'd have to find another scorer who brings an impact similar to to the one that Kawhi bought, but I just don't think that's possible. So they'd have a huge, huge void to fill. Devastating injuries suffered to Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson throughout those those NBA finals. You had to admire KD and, you know, coming back off that off that first injury that he had and, you know, him missing the Portland series and with Golden State down, he kind of was like, hey, I'm going to come back and I'm going to try to help my team win. Now, you know, within that, he might have just messed up his whole career and, you know, now the franchise is looking crazy and, you know, people are saying, well, how could you let this guy play and this and that. NBA teams, you know, a lot of them have amazing coaching staffs and their jobs are to make sure an athlete is is at his best condition. I think Golden State did that. I think something like this is sort of a freak event to happen to a guy that, you know, he's been healthy most of his career. And you just want to make sure that when you have a player who's injured and they come back, that they're, they're at full health. But a lot of times that is difficult. You don't know what movements are going to bring the possibility of an injury. Obviously, Durant hasn't played a lot of basketball or had any drills that can amount to an in-game experience, especially the highest experience, which which is the NBA Finals. You can't prepare for that. So I don't think that the team is at fault too much. I don't think Durant's at fault too much. I think these guys on both sides you know, the team and, and Durant, they made a decision. Now, you know, both sides have to live with it. And hopefully Durant is not, it doesn't affect his career going forward. He's able to return to 100% health. Now, also, we saw Clay Thompson go down. And you wonder, after he came back and he shot those free throws, he looked like he was able, he was good to go. Now, now you kind of see him, you know, walking away on crutches. It's kind of a head scratcher. No one's really too sure of the severity of the injury at that time. So it kind of looked like, oh, man, he's going to come back. You know, he shot the free throws. He looks like he's good to go. He's running around. Now we know, you know, he's tore his ACL. One of the most devastating injuries a player could ever have. So thoughts and prayers obviously go out to Clay. And these two injuries drastically affect the league because these are two guys that a lot of teams were looking for Durant to come, especially the Knicks who thought they'd, they'd be able to, to secure Durant in hopes of bringing the New York team to its former glory. And the Clay Thompson as well, there were a lot of teams like Los Angeles who thought that they could sign him. Bringing in a, a legendary shooter of his caliber would absolutely change the dynamic of, of any team. And so you kind of have to look at what's what's available, what's left. 
and, and make a decision from there. Obviously, the Toronto Raptors winning the championship means a lot of different things. One other thing that it means is that it kind of alters the the future of, of these teams that have, have fallen in these playoffs. And a team in particular that I want to look at is the Los Angeles Lakers, who just acquired AD in that trade, you know, obviously trading away a lot of a couple of young guys and Lonzo Ball and, and Brandon Ingram. This trade shocked a lot of people. It shocked me as well. And I, I looked at my phone. This trade made sense for the Lakers because they needed to bring a guy in who could provide instant offense. They needed to bring a guy in who was obviously someone they could rely on on the offensive end as well as the defensive end. Someone who could complement LeBron and vice versa. So LeBron obviously is a great passing passing player, AD, decent passer. You're going to see a lot of great cohesion between these two guys. AD is a young you know, spry player who just, if you, you throw it anywhere near the rim, he's going to catch it. I think LeBron, you know, historically has played well with big men who are agile. And AD is uh, not like any big man we've seen in a long time, you know, with his ability to spread the floor, shoot from three, shoot from mid-range, dunk everything in sight. His IQ in the floor is impressive. He is a leader as well. He's been... uh on that Pelican team for a long time. He's kind of been hindered by that, them losing. So to see him on a team that is uh, is looking forward to, to winning or getting to a championship, it's going to be interesting to see what type of player he matures into through this experience. Pray for Lonzo Ball. His dad is running amok right now and, you know, talking a lot of spicy talk. Obviously, he's, he's uh, backing his son, but you know, he's trashing the Lakers at the same time. So, which is, you know, not completely surprising, but this is a move that needed to happen. They needed to make LeBron satisfied and, and that they did getting, getting a guy like AD. And there's also talks of getting Kemba Walker or another high caliber scorer to complement those two to kind of round out that big three that they're hoping to, to nail down. So, there's no reason why the Lakers should have another losing season with this guy on their team. So, Also, another team I'd like to talk about is Oklahoma City Thunder. I think that, you know, out in the West, they can be a formidable team if they were to bring in a bit more pieces. Obviously, they were defeated by a better team, Portland, who also obviously got destroyed by Golden State, but... You see a team like OKC and you kind of wonder like what's next for them. And you would think by adding a, a piece like Paul George, it gets them as far as as far as the finals. But Portland just had a bit more in the tank and they're not really too sure what they're going to do in the offseason. I don't think they need to make any super drastic changes, but they definitely need to bring in another guy that uh, can take the scoring pressure off of Westbrook, off of PG. And maybe you bring in a point guard, a, a true point guard. And, you know, a lot of times Westbrook puts up uh, triple doubles all the time. He's averaging double digits and assists. I don't always think he makes the best decisions passing wise. And I don't really feel like he gets teammates involved in spots that they, they need to be. And I think that has affected uh, PG. So that's it. This was the season finale of Four Quarters podcast on Cesspool Network. Thank you for tuning in for the season one of 
Four Quarters Podcast. We appreciate all our listeners. Thank you, everyone who subscribed, everyone who took the time out to give us a listen. You're totally, totally appreciated. It's Four Quarters Podcast.